Welcome to Exodus, California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus, California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Some of you may be thinking of moving to Arizona or Idaho. Many more of you will land in Texas or even Nevada. But for those of you thinking about Tennessee, this podcast is where you'll discover lots of valuable information on just how to make that move. There's a mass exodus out of the Golden State happening today. The beautiful Western State was once a coveted destination for millions of families who moved there because they wanted better opportunities, better weather, and the freedom to enjoy both. But sadly, California is not the same today. I'm a third generation Californian and I completely understand all the reasons you fell in love with California. But I also understand all the reasons you're thinking about leaving her now. On our show, we'll talk about all those questions you have about moving to Tennessee, things like taxes, real estate prices, churches, public schools, crime rates, tornadoes, and yes, we'll even talk about the one thing that scares a Californian most of all, humidity. Once we moved our family to Tennessee, our company has not stopped and we seriously love it. We just love having people here. We've shown so much real estate and so many have fallen in love with the state we moved to. I'm telling you, the word is out. Many have moved here and we don't just talk to our family. We talk to friends and friends of friends and even strangers on a weekly basis. People who want to know all the details about how we did what we did when we moved to Tennessee with no friends waiting, no family here to help us, and no job on the horizon. And honestly, it was the best decision we have ever made. We pray this podcast encourages you, answers some questions, and gives you the help you need to start planning your very own exodus from California. Today, we're going to be talking about visiting your prospective new state, whether that's Tennessee, Idaho, Texas, Arizona. We're going to be giving you some tips on how to make your first trip to that state very productive and worthwhile. So at this point, you've done your homework on paper and you've decided that it seems to make sense from a lifestyle choice, financial choice, all the other aspects you put on your pro and con list that we mentioned on another podcast. And so now you've decided, yes, we think this is worthwhile. Well, at this point, it's now time to put boots on the ground and actually go visit where it is you're thinking about moving to. So if you're coming to Tennessee, you can only look at so much online. Sure, you can look at Google Earth, you can look at stats, you can look at articles, but there is nothing that really can take the place of being here. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you just can't really get a a feel or a vibe for the place. For example... When we went to Austin, while we loved Austin, Texas, we just didn't have a good feeling about it. It just didn't feel like a good fit. When we came to Nashville, it felt like a very good fit right off the bat. First thing you need to do is check the weather. You need to know what time of the year is a good time to go visit. Now, with that said, that kind of advice may just not be worth it because with what's going on in California right now, I don't care what season it is, I am going to go visit another state. And when it comes to weather. For example, one of the common questions we get about being in the South is, well, what about the humidity? Well, if I tell you that humidity is 80%, 
Do you really know what 80% humidity feels like? If you've lived in California your whole life, you really don't know what 80% humidity feels like. Is it good? Is it bad? So part of coming to the state is to actually get a feel for what it feels like. And we've had people here come visit who I feel humidity and they go, I really don't feel anything. And I feel like it's a pretty normal day and other people are going, oh my gosh, this humidity is so oppressive. So you really have to you know, make a visit for yourself so you can seek those things out and make your own determination. When we visited Tennessee for the first time, I believe it was, was it early summer for the first time? It wasn't the hottest part of summer. It might, it was, no, I remember it was September, October. We came around then the first time. And so we weren't here for the heat of the summer. So we actually came to Tennessee twice. Uh, the first time was to check it out. And if you've listened to our first podcast, you've heard part of our story. We came here, fell in love with it, decided to move here, and then uh, decided, that's crazy. What are we thinking? And then the second time we came here was because I had an opportunity for ministry work through a book I'd written. So we came out twice before we said, okay, we're doing it. And one of the nice things with the internet and the availability of technology is you can look and see exactly what the temperature was on a particular day or what the average temperature is for a particular season. But again, there's just no substitute for being there. So actually visiting a place helps you get a feel for the culture, the environment, the general attitude. One of the things I noticed, and this is true for pretty much any place in the South, when they say that people are friendly, they really are. I mean, you really do get a feeling like people are genuinely friendly down here. Another thing I noticed is when people are from the South, they actually look at you in the eye when you walk by them. In California, everybody looks with their head down. Nobody acknowledges anybody. I mean, try it going to go anywhere you go. Uh, and here, they look at you. They look you in the eye if they're from the South. So you notice these things just because they want to say hi. Or out here, they say hey. We've come up with a few things that you need to take into consideration as you're planning your visit to help make your visit productive. While a lot of people will look at something uh, like this as a vacation, remember you're doing this because you've decided that you might want to move to a different state. So it really does need to be more like a research mission. Uh, So you want to make sure that it's productive, that it's focused, and that you get the information you're looking for to help you make a more informed decision. So that means if you do have kids, this may not be the visit you want to take them on. If it's possible to uh, hire grandma and grandpa for a couple of days, that would be really helpful because you'll cover a lot more ground this first time around. But your kids may be really well behaved and be great travel companions. Only you can answer that. And when you look at a state like California, California is geographically very large. I mean, it takes, I think, like 12 or 15 hours or something to get from the Oregon border down to San Diego. Uh, In Tennessee, you can go border to border from Memphis to Knoxville in about six hours. You can go uh, Kentucky to Alabama in about five. So you can cover a lot of the area of the state in a very short period of time. So if you have a focused plan, you can really see anything that you want to see because before you get here, you should have decided, do you want to live in Knoxville? Do you want to live in Nashville, Chattanooga, uh, Memphis area? What area do you want to live in? And that'll help you focus your trip. And that means that you're going to visit, I would say, like in zones. If you're interested in Memphis, make that a zone. Make that a day. If you're interested in Middle Tennessee and Nashville area, make that a day. If you're interested in East Tennessee, Knoxville, that should be a whole day at the very least. So make sure you have zones that you want to look at because the reality of you driving from Knoxville to Memphis to check out property or schools is not conducive to a one or two day trip. 
So the first thing is, you know, how do you get here? And so Nashville has, or I'm sorry, Tennessee has really two major airports, Memphis and Nashville. So you can fly into either one of those. All your major commercial carriers are going to fly in there. A lot of them fly nonstop from the Bay Area to Memphis and to Nashville. So getting here by, by airplane is not a problem. Getting to East Tennessee is a little bit more difficult because the only airport really in East Tennessee is in Knoxville. It's a regional airport. So some of your carriers like Southwest does not fly into Knoxville. And it's going to be uh, smaller, more like commuter jets that fly into Nashville. You're not going to get your 737s flying out of Knoxville. One of the alternatives, if you're wanting to check out Chattanooga and Knoxville, is to fly into Atlanta. Atlanta is about a three-hour drive uh, up to uh, Chattanooga and Knoxville. So if you fly into Atlanta, you can then drive up to East Tennessee. Uh, so that's another alternative as well. And I think you said that only small jets fly into Nashville. You meant Nashville is an international airport. You meant only fly into Knoxville, correct? Yes. Yeah. Nashville is as big an airport as Oakland or Sacramento or San Francisco. It flies international flights out of there. All your major carriers are going to fly into uh, Nashville. Knoxville is the one that has a smaller airport. You're going to get your commuter jets. Southwest does not fly into Knoxville. So uh, you'll fly into Atlanta if you really want to go to Knoxville or Chattanooga. Now, Sacramento, I know at one point, do they, don't they have nonstop? No, they have direct flights to Nashville. And Oakland has a nonstop to Nashville, at least they did until COVID. So there, you, you're going to find uh, different flights that are going to make a trip out here so easy. Well, they have nonstops from Oakland, LA, and San Diego for sure. So if you're in the Bay Area, you're in LA or San Diego, you can get a nonstop flight to Nashville on Southwest. Another alternative is to make a family trip out of it, or it's just going to be a you and or you and your spouse to make a, a driving trip out of it. So getting to uh, Tennessee by car, you have basically three routes you can go, which is 80 uh, up through the northern part of the United States. You can go 40 and Highway 50 across the uh, middle part of the United States. You can go Highway 10 across the southern part. There's a lot of different ways to get out here, but it is about a three-day drive. It's about 36 hours of driving time, so depending on how long you drive, it could take three to four days to actually get here. So it's uh, not going to be the most uh, time-efficient way to travel, but if you have the time and you want to see different parts of the country, it's definitely a good way to get out here. And driving, you know, depending on how old the kids are, that can be quite quite a feat. You may end up hating life by the time you get to Tennessee. What we did at one of the trips we made, we actually had a hybrid. We It's expensive to take our whole family to Tennessee, and so we we drove out and flew back. And so you can do that too. Think of think of, you know, think outside of the box in ways that you can actually go back and forth. So once you get to Tennessee, you need to think about where are you going to stay? Where are you going to be for the few days that you're spying out the land? First off, obviously there are hotels and motels uh, that you can stay. We stayed at a residence inn actually when we moved here uh, to look for a rental property before we when we first moved here. Uh, it, they served, at least at the time, breakfast and dinner, I believe, five days a week. And that really, while it seemed a little pricier on the one end, you know, to stay in this hotel, really when you think about it with food and everything, it was a lot cheaper. And so that was a great place for us. 
You can stay at an RV park if you guys are driving and you have a, a travel trailer or something like that. There are so many beautiful places to stay here. And one of the things you'll notice in Tennessee, you don't have the fees to actually enjoy the parks here, the state parks that you do, the same fees that you do in California, which makes it very nice. And then, of course, the third place to stay is with family or friends. With all the Californians that are moving here, your odds are getting better and better at knowing somebody out here that will take you in and show you around. We have shown so many people around Tennessee and we're very grateful that we get to be a part of their move to Tennessee, moving to Tennessee story. We love it. So don't hesitate to ask somebody if, hey, can we stay with you a couple days? You never know. I mean, they'll hopefully they'll be honest, but I'll tell you, you'll have a great time and you're never going to see Tennessee any better than when you are seeing it with somebody who's already been here and lived here because we know the back roads, we know what time to go somewhere, we know places that you're not going to know about even through TripAdvisor. So make sure you reach out. And with that said, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Paul and I live in the Nashville area. You can email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com. We are up for a quick quick cup of coffee. I offered that to a few people this week on Facebook and then they probably thought I was a stalker. I don't know. But we really mean that. We do want to encourage you to get here. We would love to be the one that sold you the real estate that that becomes a home for your family here in Tennessee. But meanwhile, don't hesitate to ask us uh, if there's anything else that we could help you with because we really do want to encourage Californians to, to escape what they're living in. We want them to come out here and we want to grow Tennessee into a state that will last for generations. So the next question is, okay, what do you do when you get here? How do you decide what you focus on? So like Jen mentioned earlier, first you really need to decide to, what area do you want to to focus on. Uh, do you want to focus in Memphis, which is West Tennessee, Nashville, which is Middle Tennessee, or Knoxville, Chattanooga, which is East Tennessee? So once you've narrowed that down, there's a couple of different uh, options for you to pursue. If you have kids, and we did when we moved here, that are in grammar school, middle school, or high school, probably the first thing you're going to do is you're going to start with the schools. Uh, there's a couple of websites that you can refer to that will tell you how schools are ranked. And so for us, what we did, we decided we wanted to live in Middle Tennessee. So we looked for the best schools in Middle Tennessee, and that led us to Franklin. And then we said... The best public schools. Yes. And then we said, what's the best public school in, in the Franklin area? And so that led us to Page High School. And so that's how we determined where we wanted to live, was we wanted to be in the jurisdiction that went to Page High School. So that's if you have kids, that's probably going to start. Otherwise, look at lifestyle choices. Do you like to golf? Okay, well, then you're going to look around for places that are close to a golf course or that maybe have golf amenities included as part of uh, living in a particular community. Do you like the outdoors? Do you want to be able to go hiking, fishing, uh, hunting? Uh, then you're going to look for areas that are closer to those types of amenities. So I would say decide what kind of lifestyle you want and then pursue that. If you're over 55 and you like the Del Webb community lifestyle, we do have uh, Del Webb here in Middle Tennessee, and so maybe you check out that area. So if you have kids, I think it's probably going to be schools first, and then you'll narrow down the areas based on those schools. If you don't have kids, lifestyle. Now I have to tell you, when my husband just gave you the name of the high school that was the best in the county, to be completely transparent here, he just showed some of his southern roots because his family, he's like a seventh generation Tennessean, but you'll have to wait to hear that story. It's pretty amazing. Once you live here, your high school's the best. 
I mean, that's just how it is. Somebody living here would disagree if they heard this podcast. They'd say Ravenswood's the best. Independence is the best high school. A Fairview High is the best. So that's just something, you know, it's the culture here. You get invested in the school with your kids and you just, you know, Williamson County does have great schools, but there are also great schools in the, in the, uh, in Mount Juliet. There are great schools. There are a lot of great schools out here, guys. So don't think it's only Williamson County. There are great schools in Rutherford County. So don't think just because we're talking about Williamson County. We're talking about Williamson County because that's where we live and that's what we know the most. But the point I was making was once you've decided what area you want to be in, so maybe you want to be in Hendersonville and Gallatin area, or maybe you want to be in actually Nashville, or maybe you want to be in Fairview. Once you've decided on the area, that's when you're going to start looking at the schools. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of good schools uh, throughout Tennessee. You won't go wrong on in any one particular area. So what you should do when you narrow down the area, let's say you're looking in Knoxville, make sure that you've got maybe three houses you want, three model homes you want to look at, and maybe a couple schools you want to look at. Don't don't underestimate the groups on Facebook that already are going right now. You might be able to find Knoxville Moms Facebook. Make sure you search out those things before you come here because they may be willing to meet with you. You might meet it, meet somebody who wants to, to encourage you the way you know they were encouraged. One of the things that we mention all the time is really people are very friendly here. And I, I know they are in California, but it just does seem to be kind of a cultural thing here. Uh, and so one of the things we encourage you to do is to visit some of the smaller shops. So don't go to your Starbucks coffee shops, but look for a, a local, you know, coffee shop and go in there and talk to the person. Chances are the person working behind the counter owns the coffee shop. And so ask them, how do they like the area? How do they like working and living in Tennessee? One of the things you're going to find, especially in Middle Tennessee, is almost everybody is from someplace else. Very rarely do you meet somebody who was born and raised in Nashville. Absolutely. So take that opportunity to ask them, why did you move here? Do you like it here? Do you wish you could go back? You will find that people are very friendly and, and very willing to share if they think they're they're helping you out, helping you to make a decision about what you want to do. When we came here, that's what we did. And I honestly can't think of a time where, where somebody wasn't willing to engage us in conversation and answer our questions. Matter of fact, I don't know if you remember this, but when we came out the first time, you were in Knoxville and you ended up meeting... Uh, with the, a state senator who was working at a college campus and you said he was so encouraging and so kind and he just yeah he had time to talk with you I mean it's just those kind of things which which are pretty pretty amazing and if you plan ahead you may very well be able to schedule an appointment with the principal of a school that you're interested in having your kids attend they are very open to that here and you can schedule a time to go uh, meet with them and talk to them about their particular school. Maybe take a tour of the school. So if you do a little bit of planning ahead, you'll find that people here are very friendly and very willing to help. So why are we doing this podcast? We're doing it to encourage you. We're, we're doing this to give you hope. If you had any idea how much I had to really talk my husband into doing this, because this is not, I mean, doing a podcast, it's not normal for us, but we are, we've helped so many people make Tennessee their home from California. We decided, you know what, we're going to do it for, we're going to do it for strangers. We're going to offer our services to them now. And we've been where probably most of you listening to this podcast are at. 
we were in California, we kind of felt like there wasn't a lot of hope for a good future for our kids. Jen and I probably would have been fine, but it was very frustrating for us on a daily basis, especially me. It was very frustrating to watch what was going on and to see where the state was headed. And sure enough, we moved here in 2012 and you know, eight years later, the state of California is, is a mess and there's no other way to put it. And so for us, we just felt kind of a sense of despair. And when we actually started to look at other states, we went down to Texas or we came to Tennessee or even went to Georgia, it just felt like there was a, a sense of hope and prosperity and like there's a good future here and that, you know, you're not being constantly overburdened and overregulated and everything else. So we're doing this podcast to hopefully give you a sense of hope if you're feeling that sense of despair. If you feel like every place is like California, that is just not true. I can't emphasize that enough. That is just not true. If you're visiting Tennessee for the first time, of course, besides reaching out and having coffee with us, which would be the highlight of their time. It's quite a treat. Yes. <laughs> I want to encourage you, and Paul kind of touched on it a minute ago when he said go meet the, you know, go to the small mom and pop shops. That's so important, uh, is to, you know, do something fun while you're here. Look on Groupon. Uh, Groupon has tons of things that you can you can get out here pretty cheap. You know, we love when we find out the people when people are staying with us and we find out what they love, we might get a Groupon to see a historical site. Maybe we'll look at a Civil War uh, museum or we'll take them on a tour or, you know, we really kind of cater it to them. Another way uh, to make it kind of fun is go on if you have a Facebook account, go to the events in the area. Uh, just the other day, Paul and I, it was 9-11, and Paul and I were like, oh, what do you want to do today? Well, I just went on the events um, section of Facebook, and I saw that the city of Columbia was having a 9-11 uh, memorial with country music. The speaker was one of the men from SEAL Team 6 who uh, killed Osama bin Laden. Uh, it was just an awesome time. And so those little things, just look at, try and think as if you already live here. And look at the newspaper, check out the local library, see what's going on. Those are the kind of things that'll show you local events for you to get outside of touristy kind of things and go where the people are. Thanks for listening to Exodus California. We are so grateful for listeners like you. Show us your appreciation and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends. If you'd like to receive personalized real estate listings, email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's moving to Tennessee at gmail.com and let us help you make Tennessee home. Mm-hmm. Should we tell them a story about the Oak Ridge Boys? Yeah. What's that to do with coming to Tennessee? Which makes it you gotta make it kind of fun. You're making oh. this very dry. You know, when you said vibe, that really made you cute because that made you look really young saying vibe. That was a very young thing to say. Right, get that out of there. <laughs>